and welcome to the CSRI, Chiropractic Society of Rhode Island podcast entitled, Get a Spine. And my name is Dr. Michael Gottfried. I'm a chiropractor at Aquidna Chiropractic in Middletown, Rhode Island. And with me today is my guest, Jesse Gottlieb. Jesse is a tennis professional. I knew him in Dartmouth way back when, and uh, he's going to enlighten us, hopefully, on the ins and outs of tennis, tennis injury prevention, and how to play the game better. So, Jesse, can you give us a little tennis background? Uh, yeah, so, uh, so thank you, Michael, for letting me uh, be on today's show. I greatly appreciate uh, everyone's time. Uh, so, uh, f first off, um, for, for tennis, uh, originally when I was a little kid, I was just one of those typical kids in Dartmouth, Massachusetts. Uh, my father taught me a lot about playing the game right, playing smart tennis. I played at the local club a few times. I was mostly a big baseball player. I played baseball in high school, and I actually got cut in college, and I ended up falling into playing tennis in college for Bridgewater State. And I fell in love with it. Um, Lamp starting all four years, getting captain, and it really just turned to my life. Um, and after college, um, I'm a school teacher. Uh, right now, I'm a special education middle school math teacher, and I'm a USPTA tennis certified uh, professional. Uh, during the summers, I work at uh, the Sipican Tennis Club in Marion, Massachusetts. I'm their junior tennis director over there. I help run the program. And on the side, I run uh, my business, Gottlieb Tennis. And that's been my passion the last couple of years. I've got to run free tennis clinics, the local YMCAs, as part of my Tennis to Go program. And it's been a blessing. I've got to have a lot of good connections in the community. And I'm really excited to keep growing the program and, and just keep coaching tennis. Excellent, excellent. I like the story there. So cut from baseball into tennis and taken off with tennis. Yep. As, as one of my loves also. So uh, what's the typical age group that you might be dealing with in your uh, tennis programs and tennis lessons? Yeah, so uh, with, with Golub Tennis, it's, it's a, it specializes in junior development. Uh, so it's any range of kids from ages like three and a half till age 20. Um, three and a half is pushing a little bit for, for the younger age, but typically it's like ages five years old. Until uh, they hit gra graduating high school and gained college. Yeah, at three uh, and a half, uh, the tennis racket might be bigger than they are, but you get those junior rackets, right? Yeah, yeah, you get those 19 and 21 inch uh, little rackets, and uh, like, yeah, you, you get the the mini nets out, but really for that age, it's really about developing hand-eye coordination, toss and catch type drills, and like kind of lobster catching, maybe working a little bit on the split step. But mostly it's having them have fun, have a good introduction to the game, and hopefully it's a sport of a lifetime for them and they grow a passion and a love for it. And that's Excellent. what it's all about. Excellent. Now, you said you're a special needs teacher. Is that what you said? I am, yep. So I teach at the middle school level. Uh, I live, me, me and my wife and two-year-old, we have a house in Dartmouth, Massachusetts. Uh, but I have a long commute during the school year. But I like it. I, um, I work in the Falmouth School District, and I'm a – I work at the middle school level. I specialize in kids with multiple learning disabilities, ADHD, like memory loss, processing, all that fun stuff. Um, absolutely love it. Okay. Uh, just out of curiosity, and we're getting a little off, but yeah. uh, 
it's my show, so I get to do what I want. No. Uh, you doing anything with tennis with the special needs people? I actually, um, I've had a, a client or two in the last couple of summers at the Sipican Tennis Club. I, I had I had a client for the last couple of years, and I think we can get one more um, with developmental delays. Um, and they haven't been identified on a spectrum um, yet. They, they might be, but it's around the, those lines. Um, and I'm kind of been known as kind of like the hand-eye coordination kind of like specialist over there with a couple of those kids. And that parents absolutely love it. It gets those kids involved a little bit more. Um, I give them like 30-minute lessons. We're working on a lot of progression drills with hand-eye. And they're a little older for the clinic they're in our junior program. Uh, because I give them that special attention, they feel a little more enthusiastic and successful. Um, and it makes parents happy. It makes the kids happy. And I'm more than willing to do it. And it's a blast. Terrific. Terrific. So let's get into uh, talking a little bit about uh, tennis injury prevention mm -hmm. uh, and uh, treatment, since that's an area that's of uh, concern, certainly for my uh, catchment group. Uh, for chiropractors, it's uh, one of the areas that we focus on. And that's actually one of the things that we're going to be looking at in future programs is as uh, the weather heats up, people are going to be more active. What can they do to take care of themselves so that they don't injure themselves? So uh, talk a little bit about uh, what you think the average uh, tennis player might do to help themselves out warm up, whatever, ten, uh, you know, to prevent injury? Uh, well, I think the, the fitness part of it and the injury prevention uh, part of tennis, first off, tennis is such an extraordinary sport. It has every single movement you can think of with all sports combined. It's actually a very tough sport. A lot of people, when people think about tennis, they think of a ball going across the court, really there, like ping pong. But it has a lot of change of directions, a lot of stop and go action. It's a very rotational sport. And therefore, because the rotation, it really has a – effect on your hips and your spine um and it's not just for the maybe like 30 and over population like i've gone to a chiropractor since i was 12 years old um and i did not stretch enough when i was a teenager and you really need to when you even at a younger age especially if you play hard and you hustle but if you don't take care of it you're going to regret it sooner rather than later um so i've really experimented with fitness and injury prevention and since I graduated college, it's become a passion of mine. Uh, and what I've realized is you really got to take the – you really got to do something. Like you just can't like sit on the couch, do a few stretches, maybe stretch the hamstrings out, and you call it a day. Uh, it's, it really takes 10 to 30 minutes uh, before matches to get your body warmed up. A lot of people say like a dynamic stretch, and that's all well and good. It gets the blood pumping. Uh, but you really need to target certain areas of your body that are weaknesses uh, before you get on the course and start just slamming away some forehands. Uh, so, like, for instance, if your hips and your shoulders are a weaker part of your body and you're tight, especially if you're going like this over a computer all day, you need to open up your, your, your shoulders. Uh, getting little bands like this, like these smaller ones for, for your hips, so you can do proper, like, monster walks, like lateral uh, band walks, front and back walks, things like that. Um, also, these smaller, bigger bands, you can attach it to a fence. And you, like, I really recommend doing external rotations, uh, ground stroke rotations to get your hips and torso going. 
Uh, also some serving rotations to open up your shoulders. So at least 10 to 30 minutes for, for a warm up. Uh, and for the cool down, again, 10 to 30 minutes after, because you, you just can't go into your car and drive home. And then all of a sudden your hips get locked up and you get tight with your hamstrings. Uh, I recommend getting one of these really big bands and then you can lie on the ground and just do some leg raises. So you can really stretch out your hamstrings and that helps out with your lower back. Uh, that's really important. And some breathing techniques, like some downward dogs, some child pose, really just breathe and let your hips uh, open up a little bit. Um, and yeah, but it really depends on your time and how much time you have. Like for me, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a young person, but I have a two-year-old and I need to help out my wife in the mornings and stuff like that. So this morning I just did like an hour injury prevention routine and she's like, never again, Jesse, <laughs> never again. Try to cut down to 30 minutes and help me like play with Dean, our two-year-old in the morning. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll have to cut it down a little bit. So all depends on your lifestyle and what you can fit in. Good points. Good points. And so uh, clearly I would say the average, and I'm talking about the, 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 you know, weekend, warrior type mm -hmm. tennis player because that's what makes up the majority uh probably not warming up what you would say would be a recommended amount of time uh and certainly cooling down probably not cooling down as much as mm -hmm. they could and so both those are an issue for sure uh one thing i want to go back to uh what what did you say about 30-year-olds in tennis? You're saying that we should retire at 30? No, what I'm saying is actually like, it starts kind of like, like mentally for like for the, the, some of the, my coworkers I talk to, they're like, oh, once you even hit like 30 or 40, I'm like, no, it starts earlier than that. Like, especially if you don't take care of yourself and like tennis is such a lifelong sport. And like, there's actually a lot of college players that play in college and they stop and then they play for like a USDA team, like at age 40. Um, and it's funny when you mention like the cool down and things like that. And I, and I do it myself. I, like, when I play USTA and I see uh, everyone else, like for a cool down, they take a beer, they, 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 they chug it a little bit, they talk to their buddies. And I'm like the weird one in the back, stretching out my hamstrings and doing, like, make sure I'm doing okay. I'll take a shower and then I'll hang out with them for an hour or something like that. <laughs> I got it. And, you know, I um, used to say, I used to face the same thing when I used to play lacrosse and I used to be, telling the coach, uh, we, we ought to be stretching out more because they would just say, take two minutes and stretch out. And then they'd wonder why everybody was, you know, pulling hamstrings and whatever, but that's a whole nother ball game. But really uh, that's key. And you also mentioned something, which I think is very important. That's being recognized more these days for pretty much any activity we do. And that's breathing. Mm. So can you, you want to say anything about uh, the breath? Yeah, so in terms of like breathing techniques, and you mentioned about like the typical weekend warrior, um, and, and my, my dad was a typical weekend warrior, and I'm and like it kind of brought up a good point for me is like, well, for the weekend warrior and like a person who might work in the office all day or sit at their desk, like what can they do that they might have like a 10 minute break or something like that, and or they might have tennis that evening. Or like they might not have time for a proper warm blood. Like I'm talking about buying these fancy bands, which it's not too fancy, but that again. So like even getting a little lacrosse ball or like a tennis ball and bring it to your work. And when you have like a five to 10 minute break, um, you can take your shoes off and then you can do some foot rolling 
exercises or some sh shoulder rolls for, for the back, for your, for your traps, for those tight areas, um, or, or even some, some glute and, and hip massaging, but even like the foot massaging, like the feet is like one of the most important parts of your body because it really is, you make impact on that. It's connected to your entire body. So just focusing two to five minutes a day on one body part with like a lacrosse ball and make sure you're breathing in and out, like big breaths, so like a big belly when you breathe. It really relaxes the mind. And like people tell me, oh, meditate, meditate. I'm like, I don't have time to meditate. Like if I'm doing some like self-massaging lacrosse ball and, it kind of is like two birds and one st one stone or ordeal. Excellent, excellent. I like it. Uh, very, very, very thoughtful and uh, good information. I also like the fact that you were talking about the bands, which are uh, popular now. And I think the whole key is we need to keep it simple for people yes. and attainable for people because otherwise they're not going to do it. So exactly, uh, that's very, very, very important. So uh, what can you tell us about the one golden suggestion for us to improve our tennis game? Play. Play. <laughs> as in practice? Uh, no, play, play sets as play. much as like a couple of times a week. Uh, like for, for some... Uh, some players out there, if they are at a tennis club, uh, they might do like a cardio tennis class once per week if they're lucky. And they might do like an adult like 4.0 class or, or something like that. And they might have some matches on the weekends. Uh, but it's really important too to play a few practice sets with a playing partner who's just as good as you or maybe a little better during the week. Um, so then also you can work on your play patterns uh, during those practice sets because if a coach is telling you in a clinic, oh, you should probably work on this maybe uh, like cage cage pattern to back them up uh, over the baseline. Like, okay. But like when you're playing a set, that's when the pressure is. And that's when you can really see if your patterns are paying off or not. Patterns for sure. I, I like it. I like it. Uh, so what other thoughts? Oh, actually, one thing I wanted to ask you about, which uh, is more uh, specific to now, uh, how has the, uh, COVID situation affected what it is that you're doing at this point in time and how are you doing it? Uh, so right now, the summer club that I work for, uh, they just opened up th this week. Uh, they really got to open up a little earlier, especially with, with the kids, um, just because we're, we're all home. But what they're doing at the, the, the private tennis club, um, and I'll talk about what I'm doing with the parks and my like the private stuff but over there is kind of like phase one and we have to abide the restrictions with the usda guidelines uh but what my director is doing is that he's setting up so it's only the people you've been isolating with or with family uh if it's if you're playing singles then you bring your own tennis balls like usda has, has told us you write, you write your name on those tennis balls and only you can touch them um, they recommend for your opponent to pick up the ball, the racket, flip it up, and then head to back your partner, or just kick it to your partner, um, so you don't you don't have to touch it. Um, in terms of what I'm doing privately, like I just had a lesson today, and I abide towards those guidelines. Um, but I am going to be starting up group lessons in like a week and a half. But my players are not going to be touching the tennis balls at all. I'm only going to be the one picking them up. Um, and like I do have those like ball tubes that you can pick up the balls with. But unfortunately, I'm not going to use those just because it'll be too many germs. I'll be using carts and picking them up myself. 
Um, and I have my kids recommend to bring hand sanitizer if they feel comfortable bringing that. And I do have my own rackets, but I'll have to clean them uh, af and disinfect them after every single uh, lesson. Wow. So uh, you're taking all the precautions that can be taken. And uh, it certainly, as in my profession, has caused some change in the way that we deal with the folks that we're dealing with. Uh, certainly, we want to make it as safe as possible for people uh, to play the game and enjoy the game. Other you thoughts? Do, yeah. Well, yeah, you, sorry. And you, yeah, you have to make parents feel comfortable, and especially during this time, too. Uh, like if they're coming back in an activity, first off, the kids are really anxious to be outside and, and do an activity for the summer. But you have to make them feel safe and it's really structured and professional. So then they'll do it. Um, and then also from COVID, it kind of inspired me to start doing like 30 day free trials. So it, it gets the kids experience tennis for a good month and see how it is. And especially during this time, too, because uh, some of us kind of are not with our jobs for right now. So just getting experience something for free has been um, kind of like a bl blessing and it's also given the, the family the chance uh, to, to try it out. That's great. I appreciate that. Uh, a couple of little known facts on my end is I did do some tennis instructing and coaching at Newport uh, an illustrious, or should I say not so illustrious, our last tennis uh, team at Newport High School went down 0-14. Uh, <laughs> but that was you were you were the you were the head coach. I was not. I was assistant. We oh, we okay. couldn't we, we we couldn't get enough people to go out, so we were forfeiting the last two doubles feet. So that oh, was no. really tough. But yeah. uh, one other thing that you mentioned earlier that uh, I think people don't realize is how grueling a sport tennis is. Actually, not so much maybe as a weekend warrior, but certainly the further up you go, the more conditioned you need to be. And uh, if you're not in great condition, it's going to be trouble for you for sure. And so I did have the good fortune at one point in time of working on it, the, uh, a couple of tennis pros uh, because Newport has the Newport Tennis Center, and, uh, which is a great venue to catch tennis for sure. And uh, at one point in time, I had the good fortune to work on at that point in time in the early 90s the number one doubles team in the world, uh, whose name I won't mention because we'll respect privacy, but you can always look that up. And uh, I was amazed at their condition. These guys, one guy was 6'3", the other guy was 6'5", had anywhere between 5 to 8 uh, uh, body fat, percent body fat, as in no body fat, just long, lean, you know, muscles. And, you know, I, Think about tennis, you have to combine, as you said, just so many different avenues of, 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 of conditioning, of health. You have to be muscular strong, you have to be flexible, you have to be coordinated, you have to have cardio. Think about how much time in the, on a pro level or a college level, you're out there for how many hours maybe, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And uh, you know, going nonstop almost with little rest no timeouts, right? Yeah, well, like, one of the things I also do suggest, I forgot to show, is just like get, getting a, like, a little foam roller from like local Walmart exporting goods um, and just get, getting on that like a few times a week. If you can do it every day, awesome. But like just rolling out like four deep breaths with big muscles, 
like especially when you start playing some higher level and playing a lot of tennis, like uh, you really got to make sure your muscles are elongated and they're not too tight of muscles or anything like that. Especially if you see a chiropractor, um, if your muscles are tight, um, they're not going to be able to adjust you very well. So ma make sure that you're relaxed and you're foam rolling. Um, and then it makes your adjustments a little bit easier with the chiropractor. <laughs> well, and we like the uh, link between chiropractic and tennis uh, because uh, it's an important thing to, as I used to say, uh, if you want to feel fine, you need to keep your spine in line. And for that, like that matter, all the joints need to be in line. And also you brought up another good point about health, that feet, proprioception, the feedback from the ground through your body is very important. So uh, I really appreciate the fact that you've covered a lot of really important aspects of what it's about to be doing tennis and, and, and coordinating it with your overall healthcare plan. Uh, for welcome. our last uh, piece of information, Jesse, can you tell our listeners how they can reach you? Yeah, so I'll make it simple. Uh, they can just go to my website at golibtennis.com. Um, on that website, uh, they can, they're right in the homepage. There's also a contact page on there. You can see my, my cell phone and, and my email. Um, if you, if you can also go to Facebook and you just type in Gottlieb tennis, uh, you'll be able to find it on there as well. And if you Google it, it's one of the first thing that pops up as well. Um, excellent. So Gottlieb is spelled G O T L I B, right? You got it. All right. And so this is Dr. Michael Gottfried with our podcast for the Chiropractic Society of Rhode Island entitled Get a Spine. Thank you very Thanks, much. Thanks, Michael. Thank you.